Here come the men in black, Galaxy's Defenders. <laughs> what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Franchise Unpacked. Today, it's Thursday it's late. night. Ooh. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, by the way, I'm your host, Zach. And I'm your host, Dave. And uh, yeah, we're, uh, we got, our, our schedules got shifted. We had, there, was, there were some people... We're out of town for a little bit. Yep, I just got back from Denver. Yep. It was awesome. Uh, Great bachelor party. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know how much details you wanted to get. Oh, no, no, and that's Unfortunately, fine. I wasn't able to make it. Which, now they now uh, I'm back, so they can't, yeah. you know, break right, it. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was I was so bummed that I couldn't make it. Yeah, um, But, uh, yeah, so so you had that. Next and then, time. My next, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm calling. Next, my next, next big party. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. But, uh, and then. You know, the week just got hectic and busy, and then we were like, oh, man, it's Thursday. We gotta do it. We gotta get this episode out tomorrow morning, so you guys are hearing as close to a live episode as you will ever hear. <laughs> that's pretty exciting. Um, so, yeah, that's where we're at. How how are you doing, man? I'm doing well. Like I said, I'm still kind of recovering from Denver, as you can <laughs> imagine. We had a blast. Uh, if you get a chance, if you've never been to Denver, check it out. I've, very, yeah, never, very cool. I've never been there. Very I've cool I've always wanted city. to go. Amazing food. Um fun recreations uh there <laughs> um there and that's as far as i'll go but uh there was we also went to the red rock amphitheater which is stunning mm. i don't know if um if anybody follows me on my instagram which is at the dave of wonders and we'll plug that again at the end but you can check out yeah. my adventures in denver if you want to see some of that and some uh my one of our previous guests g and dave simons they yep. they were on the trip with me so yeah, yeah and uh and just so you guys know a little bit of quick uh housekeeping uh, we've been working our tuckuses off mm-hmm. on the YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, our, our buddy Wes, who lives out in L.A. We've talked about him a few times. He's actually going to be sort of taking over as our YouTube coordinator. Yeah. Uh, and he has some content that he's rolling out. Um, we have our Alien Isolation video, which is pretty hilarious. Yep, check that out. And we have more videos of that nature that are going to be coming out soon. A little bit of a slow roll start. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you guys aren't already, go to that YouTube. Uh, we don't have like the YouTube.com slash link yet. But if you search for us as Franchise Unpacked, go there, subscribe to us. Um, and it's then be, neat. I was just it's pretty cool. When you type Franchise Impact into most things, we're the ones that come up. Yeah, right. I'm glad. Yeah, we cornered that title. Yes, we did. <laughs> we yes, we did. So, uh, yeah, so, yeah, check it out. We got we got we got that. Um, or if it's how you prefer to uh, listen to the podcast, you can listen to literally all of our back catalog episodes. Right. Are on the right. YouTube. So if it if that is more convenient, I know certain, you know. I listen to mine on all different kinds of mediums, so whichever works for you best. And I think that's that's mostly it for housekeeping. Yeah. Um, you know, we're we're trying to hustle here. We want to make sure that uh, that we're able to get you guys a lot of good content. Oh, and yeah. honestly, we've just been having such a good time, uh, just kind of kicking this stuff around and coming up with little ideas for extra videos and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's real cool. I mean, little. I mean, I don't want to say peek behind the curtain, but just a little history, like. Dave and I, we've been geeks about media and pop culture forever. I mean, when when we were in college together, that was all we talked about. Like, we would just hang at each other's places and do nothing but BS about video games and movies and music and books and TV shows and all this. And uh, it's just kind of cool to be able to do that now in podcast form. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so today we're here, uh, as you saw from the title that you clicked on, uh, we're doing Men in Black. Men in Black. Yeah. I... I really do enjoy the it's weird. This franchise is funny. It's one of those. I really enjoy the concept and the early concept of then. I think the sequels to the movies really buried it in the ground kind of for me. But we'll get into that. Um, What uh, kind of from the beginning? What was 
your first memory of uh, Men in Black? So for me, it was it was another older brother introducing sure. me sort of thing. Because it was uh, 97. Yeah. was the first movie and really and, my first realization. Yeah. Like, yeah what, what and I was you? and I was seven yeah, when that came out. So I didn't understand what was really going on in that. I just thought it was kind of a fun, you know, there were aliens and, and the effects looked great for the time. Uh, and so my brother was really into it. My brother loved the first Men in Black movie. Oh, yeah. So, you know, he showed me a little bit of that and we would just I think we had it on VHS. Uh, and so I would watch that. And I always remember loving the uh, the first uh, alien when he takes the form of the body and he's like sugar water or no, whatever. Sugar, it is. Water. Yeah. The Edgar. The Edgar. Suit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that, it's like played that. by Vincent D'Onofrio of Law and Order fame. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so and, and that's the thing, he's also like, the kingpin on um, Daredevil. On I Netflix. haven't I never saw Daredevil on Netflix. I've seen like one episode. I he's kingpin on something. One of the yeah. one of the so, so but that was the, yeah, yeah, that was honestly kind sugar, of it for water, my yeah, that, that was more. it. And uh, and my my brother and I watched that a bunch and uh and then obviously when Men in Black 2 came around, uh I forgot it like everyone else. Oh, uh it was not good. And then Johnny Knox filled it up. Yeah, well, then, he wasn't even the worst part of it. <laughs> and then uh Men in Black 3 came out. And that was obviously what what year was Men in Black 3? I have it up here somewhere. Um 2000 and like 13 or something. 30, like yeah, that? I was gonna say probably around because they were filming it when I lived in New York. My oh, okay. First year there, I remember. I always forget that you lived in New, York. New yeah. York. Yeah, they were all over Manhattan with it. Um, 2012, it looks like. Yeah. Uh, and I remember I actually kind of enjoyed the third one. There was a there were a nice a back, yeah. There were there were nice few touching moments, uh, which we'll get to. But sure. yeah, so and that was kind of it for me. What about you? Well, yeah, I remember I was nine at the time when it came out. Um, and we saw it in theaters. I remember I went with my mom, my brother, my mom or and my grandma and my grandma had no idea what the movie was about and she absolutely yeah. loved it really like she was like i had no i didn't know i thought it was gonna be like a serious not a serious but like at least just about like age secret agents or something right like that. well because that was around the time of like independence day and stuff yeah, like that so yeah. it would have been we were in kind of that will smith was i mean get he no he was already huge hot. i mean just yeah. the man continues to heat up but um <laughs> like and i remember seeing it and be like this is a really cool concept i never really heard of the men in black Right. Uh, and then I remember I got the VHS that year for Christmas or oh, the, maybe nice. you know, I, it might have been the next. I, it took forever to get movies out. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. Now they're out the next week. You know that. Yeah. You, know, um, you can get you them can like that day. Of it. Yeah. They hand you a copy on the way out of the yeah, theater. <laughs> yeah. Download the digital copy right. while you're in the theater. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And I remember just watching the crap out of it uh, at home. Um, but yeah, that was kind of like, where we're going to get one day. And not to interrupt you, but like no. where you go to a movie theater and you get a code while you're in that vicinity that you can watch the movie and everyone just sits with headphones in. Yeah, probably. I mean, I mean I that's kind of what it is now. Almost. Gosh, I could see it going that direction, Ugh. but I would miss Dolby Atmos because yeah. that sounds. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, it it's an experience. So nice. um, um, but yeah, I had never really because uh, I remember after the first Men in Black movie, then there was the animated series off the the success of right. the first movie. And I think that was like in 1998. And merchandise. Oh, merchandising. Merchandising. Mer- yeah, merchandising. merchandising. But the, the merchandising Ray, for this. Ray-Ban sunglasses. Yeah. Holy crap. You, I feel like Ray-Ban had its success. Well, and part of it, too, was, you know, this movie, it was, what was it, PG-13 or was it PG? I, I probably should have looked up the rating, but it was kind of violent. You know what I mean? It wasn't 
horribly it's violent, sci-fi but, violent yeah right, it's, you right. get to you, that uh rating of ooh mild sci-fi or like i like the new one when it's pg it's like mild it was, fantasy yeah, so excitement it was, or whatever like pg-13 was yeah, the first one i just which looked it up very appropriate yeah and it but the thing that was really interesting to me is around that time they were marketing children's toys oh yeah and all kinds of them so and like it's a body horror movie too. Yeah. Edgar, what Edgar's going through is absolutely body horror. Well, or his, his skin, I guess. I just wonder if you would get away with that, like nowadays, where, you know, it's this movie that's, even in the rating, it says you got to be more than 13 to watch this. Yeah. And then they're marketing it towards eight year olds. Like, I wonder if you could skate by with that in this. Well, it's kind of. Age. I, I like to look at, like, uh, luckily in the movie, there's no real human blood. Unless like Jay gets like scratched or something right, like that. Right. But like it's like uh so all the violence it might be hyper violence, but it's all sci-fi. It's like Star Wars. Star Wars movies are now PG thirteen. Right. You see a dude get stabbed through the chest with a lightsaber. Right. And they're marketing these toys for kids. I mean there's yeah. there's it's funny, you can see like the real even with all these movies now, like the real super hyper realistic action figures, then you've got like the dumbed down Lego versions of them. Right. And they get right. like, you th- oh, this age is literally dropping through the products. Yeah. You can see they've got product lines for all, you know, all ages. Right. Right. And I, you know, so, but men in black. Yeah. That was back in 97 before like the trailer game was huge before movie. I mean, franchise movies and, you know, toys and stuff were out, but it was not as hot as it is now. No. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's, and the other thing, too. OK, so if we're looking at this first movie. Yeah. Um, and, and we're just kind of like, you know, just well, let's get a little bit of movie. history. There were comic books prior. Right. Yeah. 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 Let's From start with those, actually. Yeah. In 1991, there was a series of comic books written, uh, created by Lowell Cunningham, uh, an American author. And um, there was. Yeah, I'm looking at it, uh, it. It looked like there were like a series of them and they were like. There were three different series, sort of. And they right. I'm looking at the cover art for the first one, and it is creepy looking. I've seen a few you of them, see yeah. This this men in black agent kind we'll of like put an it up on the Instagram. shotgun. It looks kind of like a romance novel, like yeah. one of those like really creepy dark. Well, and then the original comic wasn't just them fighting aliens. Right, it, was it was really like, like supernatural yeah, across the board. Paranormal. Mutant, zombies, ghosts, yeah, interdimensional yeah. beings. Which and I would have loved to like, see that. That's kind of that's what Dan Aykroyd's original script for Ghostbusters was. Oh, they really? were called the Ghostbusters, but they traveled to different planes of existence. They they were kind of like how Doctor Strange is in the new Marvel. He okay. keeps every being where they should be in their plane. right. He's right. a police officer of planes of existence, and that's kind of they were fighting aliens in the first script of Ghostbusters by the end of that movie, and they said, "Nah, let's pump the brakes." <laughs> well, so so my question then is, do you think that they, first of all, that they should have kept the comics going? Or do you think that they should have altered that first movie? Because I, personally, I mean, the, the first movie did very well. It looks like it got a 91% yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. And it like it was, tupled its budget. It was it cost yeah. like $91 million and it made like $600 million or something. Yeah, like almost worldwide. exactly. Yeah, it it's, uh, looks like it. Yeah, $90 million budget, $587 million worldwide. So it's like, of course, this is going to be a hit. It did fine. My question is, if you if you do more comic books, do they then switch to follow the movie? I mean, you even look at all the they would Marvel have to. comics. They are not exactly Chris Hemsworth as Thor, but it's it's his yeah, design. Yeah. It's pretty much him. Because that's what people are almost... They, because you'd notice the upsale in comics would be because of the movie. So right. you'd, have, you'd almost be foolish Well, and I feel to. like... And I could be wrong here, but I feel like comics, they started to die out a little bit, like late 90s and early 2000s comics. And they didn't die out, obviously, because mm-hmm. they're still very popular. But I feel like the the trend of them being 
popular, it dipped a little bit. And then once the superhero movies picked back up, it was oh, like, yeah. oh, everybody wants died, to be. But now yeah. it's, yeah. yeah. And the cool thing is, too, with the, the Men in Black, I don't know how much. Beyond the franchise, you did research, but I was looking a little bit just kind of the term men in black. It's kind of that a blanketing term for any sort of G-man or okay. a government character yeah, that yeah. always kind of appears in situations. Might You might not even hear a word from them. It's really cool. There's a, one of my favorite characters, and this is from the X-Files. There's the smoking man. Oh, I've heard, heard yeah, of yeah, the smoking yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. He just he's in scenes. He's having a cigarette. He never says right. anything. He's in a suit and he's usually like, it's usually like they're being interrogated or they're in a room and they, like, he's not the main person, but you just see him in the back. It's this concept of a, or, or in the game's half-life. Yeah. I was just about to say, the G-Man there's pop, G-Man. His name, that's, his name is the G-Man. And, and you'll be like, up. you'll be going through a the, level and you'll just you see heard him. the rumor that that's Gordon from the, Gordon from the future. That's why he's the G-Man. Really? And it's he, cause they have the same color eyes and that same gaunt face. And it's him yeah. traveling back in time and witnessing his, and trying to like kind of being like this presence. interesting. Yeah. Well, we'll never know because Half-Life 3 is never going to come never out. Never going to come out. So um, you guys will never get that episode. <laughs> so sorry. So, no, but um, but it, I love that idea of like, yeah. And but the cool thing is with Men in Black, this series, they are not tied down by the government. So a little right. bit of, of if you don't know what the Men in Black are, like we said, they're like a they are a group uh, not governed by any government. They are kind of create their own laws. They are here to help protect Earth because Earth uh, the little bit of a history of Men in Black. In 1961, there was an alien landing or crash landing. Uh, these a group of men were sent from the government to investigate. Uh, a young man on his way to meet his girlfriend with a flowers also mm-hmm. stopped. That's Agent K, and that's from the comics. And they kept that, I think, into the oh, okay. Movie. Um, I, I wasn't they, able to see a lot of like yeah. the comic stuff. The man never got to see his girlfriend never because yeah. he then became an agent and, you know, existence is wiped off the place of the plant. You are a ghost. Right. Uh, so and then they from that event, they realized the cool thing was they realized to make Earth a neutral planet for travelers. But they are the police force. They're like the U.N. of them. Right. Of them, right. You know, so a lot because we get a lot of interdimensional traffic, I guess. Mm-hmm. And therefore, there needs to be a group. And they the cool thing is they are able to fund themselves off of alien technology like microwaves, yeah. Velcro and all of right. saying all this stuff was cre- gave given to them. And they just hold patents on right. all of this technology that they're like, yep, we can fund all of our stuff. Well, <laughs> one of my awesome. favorite like little bits of tech from Men in Black was they uh, they have the neuralizer. Oh yeah, so it, yeah, and then they that's my oh, how was your day at the zoo? You know, yeah, like, whatever it was, yeah, or when they wipe Edgar's wife her brain and they're like you're gonna go get you're gonna go get a makeover you're gonna go get something nice and you're gonna realize Edgar wasn't good for you you're gonna go talk to your <laughs> sister you're gonna live with her for a while and he's like going down this whole yeah, story yeah he's like you can do better than that man and that was wasn't that Tommy Lee Jones that was delivering that one Tommy Lee Jones he originally was like you're gonna go move in with your sister and then it was like you can do a better job than that and he right. like, they keep neuralizing her <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just it's a really really great bit and that's gonna kind of so you've got Tommy Lee Jones and you've got Will Smith. Amazing buddy cops. Yeah. Uh, like it's that quintessential, like it's your lethal weapon. It's, mm. your, you know, even in Die Hard, you've got that. He's got his buddy on the walkie talkie. Right. And it's right. Usually it's the black guy and a white guy. It tends yep. to be a very common threat. Yep. But it's and you've got just Will Smith doing his thing. And you got Tommy Lee Jones being so dry and so serious, but he's got right. great timing. I mean, Tommy Lee Jones is a phenomenal actor. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. need to tell you that, but he's it's that it's the perfect combination of that young 
street humor, and then you've right. got your dry dragnet. Yeah, back right again in Tom Hanks. Yeah, well, they, another perfect comedy. And that's like a duo. that's a theme of I feel like all buddy cops. Even if you're looking into like Rush Hour, yeah. they try to make the two main characters as different as possible. You got to have your straight whether, lace by the books. What, yeah, whether it's yeah, and and it's in every way. It's because like you were saying, like they're racially different. They're. Uh, their humor is different. Their age. Their, they are in different generations. Yeah, their age is different. Yeah. Their style of policing is usually different. Very much in, so. And in Men in Black, that that all holds true. And I think that's one of the things that uh, makes the series work as – I mean it, it, it is basically an interdimensional or I guess an intergalactic buddy cop it is. movie. And I think the reason it works that way is because those two main characters, you can't get more different than Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith. Yeah. As well, especially in those characters, and that's why we'll kind of bleed into the second one here a little bit. It didn't work for me, you really? because of the plot of the second one. They had already they had neuralized. Spoiler alert! They neuralized yeah, it's the second man in black. It's fine. About twenty, about twenty. Um, the. They neuralized Kay, Tommy Lee Jones' character, at the end of the first one, and then they have to bring his memory back in the second one. So mm. you've got you've got a role reversal where, you know, okay, you've got Will Smith. Now he's been doing this for a little bit. Now he's right. kind of like the he's been looking for a partner. He keeps tossing them out because he can't find one as good as Kay was. So you've got that dynamic of Will Smith being the one who knows everything. And then you've got kind of like baby K walking, baby Tommy Lee Jones. Not like, right. like oh, I'm funny. It's just kind of like this, like, oh, wow, that's different. Uh, yeah, that's kind yeah. of interesting because he's getting his memory back. It's kind of coming to him slowly, right. like a re- de-neuralizer or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's just you're like, I don't want this. I want more seriousness from K judging Will Smith. Like I want Tommy Lee Jones being a hard ass on Will Smith again. Yes. That's the best dynamic. I don't need Will Smith being a hard ass to Tommy Lee Jones. Right. Or trying to be. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. That's like, you know, it's like, how would you feel at work if the bag boy told like the manager what to do? Right. It just doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. It doesn't make for good chemistry. At least that's what I think. And I think we can glaze over the second movie at that point. Yeah. It's literally the plot of the first one. Like, but it's another, uh, something is holding the power of the entire galaxy in their like yeah. in like a marble, and it, instead of a dog or a cat, Orion in the first movie, right. Orion's belt, it's Rosario Dawson. In the second right. movie. Well, let's upgrade her to a space princess. And right, it's literally the same movie. Now it's been a while since I've seen the third one. Yeah. Um, so I'm they go I, back in time. I have not seen the third one. You haven't. I know. I know. Oh this is a gosh. weird one. I think okay, so I, I saw them filming it in New York, and I never went right. to go see it. So it was I. Uh, they go back in time, right, to the 60s. I, I, it's so vague for me, but I believe so, yeah. so And I know this makes me sound like a horrible podcast Well, there's a host, funny but... <laughs> bit. They go so far back in time, and Josh Brolin plays a young Tommy Lee Jones. And yes, it's And you're yes. like, that dude's also, like, in his 50s, like, well, playing a younger man. It's funny. And, and there's, uh, I just remember the whole time thinking, this is fun. And it's, and I do apologize to our audience. I didn't, uh, w- with the short time span, we didn't have enough time to actually sit down and rewatch this whole franchise. Yeah. Um, so the third one is still a little bit hazy for me, but I remember the whole time just thinking though, this is just fun. This is something that's, it's just a good time to sit down and watch. Um, and then at the very end, you kind of see this glimpse of why agent J is who he is and why he's with agent K and why agent K is so hard on him. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I don't want to spoil it. I don't, because you haven't seen it. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Kind of wait. But that sounds intriguing. It yeah. sounds like they kind of brought it back in. Um, and so it was nice. There was a, there was a, a few very nice moments of 
you actually related to these characters. You really like, I mean, it was sad. There were a few months that were like, oh my gosh, like real heartstring moments. Oh, wow. Really, Um, really going for the, yeah. yeah. And they did it though. They pulled it off. I thought they did. That Um, works well, especially in like an action movie. Like that can be tough or kind of like it could be almost a really bad halt to a movie if you like slow a movie down too much you're like oh pacing yeah whoa not the so well and then that brings us then to uh you know and i don't want to like blaze past the movies oh wait wait, we have a new one Uh, international yeah i almost just totally blanked on the fact that we have for a reason but a little bit if anybody does remember the cartoon i loved the cartoon it was this really cool like spastic animation style there was one i don't know if you this is way off topic but there was the movie the animatrix which was the matrix yes uh, and it was like nine separate short films that were all different animation styles i'm almost certain one of those movies was the same art artist okay. who did the men in black. Cause it was, it's almost like if you watch it, it's extreme, almost gross animation style. Like it's like characters will like stretch out if they're running, like their legs will stretch, but not, yeah, like, yeah. but not com- cartoonishly, not like Looney Tunes style. It's very well, interesting to watch. And I just, uh, for some, I wanted to bring it up because I remember it was out in 1998, I believe, the cartoon series. Okay. Because I was playing Goldeneye on Nintendo 64. I remember I just had this one memory of <laughs> the day. I remember I was even in the uh, the level, the comm center level, where you have to protect Natalia while she's right. the hardest, most aggravating level. Yes. And I was playing it on Double O Agent. I remember I was like, I've got to take a break from this. And I went upstairs, had a snack, and I put on TV. <laughs> got a snack. You got a snack. And Men in Black, the animated series, was on. And I just remember... There was this running gag on the show that at the end of every episode, they'd kind of go into a diner and eat or they'd find themselves having like just sitting down eating something. And Kay, I think, would always order a tuna melt. And Jay was like, oh, that's gross. That's gross. And that was just I don't know why. And that's the very first experience I'd ever heard of a tuna melt. Yeah, I never. I was like, what's that? And I asked my mom and she's like, oh, it's like a tuna fish sandwich with cheese. It's like a grilled cheese sandwich with tuna fish in it. And I was like, gross. Yeah. (laughs) But then Dave Simon's previous guest loves tuna melts. uh, He was he's the only other person. Honest to God, I cannot think of any other friend or any other acquaintance I have. Who eats tuna melt? Who's had? <laughs> who's even had a tuna melt? So I, I've, I was going to say I've, I've, I've never, never heard, heard until of that show. And whenever I hear the word tuna melt, I always think of Men in Black. <laughs> always, it's weird because you don't hear about it that much, right? Tuna melt, tuna melt. You might see it on a menu. But, well, and then the the most yeah. recent movie, which is I think still in theaters, uh, Men yeah, in Black maybe. International, because it, it was a bomb. Yeah, it bomb hard bomb on Rotten Tomatoes, twenty two percent. Uh, which is surprising because you got Chris Hemsworth, you got Tessa Thompson as your you got uh, you hired two awesome chemistry actors they were yeah. so good in thor and like they're yeah inc- and you're like yeah can we just watch them make out for a while like that's right. all you want like, <laughs> these are two very sexy very talented actors who you're like come on right well and they're and i'm surprised honestly that they even took the role if it was that bad of a of a production it sounds like it was just like like a, an exercise in futility they wanted the money i heard reviews of it were like pretty bad yeah they said one of them uh referred to it as meh in black um <laughs> but then others say like for all the flaws with it it did have some good fun action set pieces but it just felt like you were just putting them you're like keeping them from kissing even though they wanted to right like, it's literally it was that it was just you're watching these two hot people fight aliens well and, and it, yeah it felt like and, and don't get me wrong here like i i totally love the fact that movies are becoming more diversified 
um, you know, hiring more African American actors, hiring more uh, Asian American actors, oh, yeah. more like female, uh, female, yeah, like yes, absolutely, breaking up the make it appropriate, yeah, it, like breaking up just like the hey, here's a white male actor doing his thing. I like that they've been breaking that pattern a little bit. This feels like one of the movies though that did it just because they could do it. And that yeah. didn't serve. And they're late to the game. Yeah. It's like the, the all lady Ghostbusters. Yeah. Necessary. And, however, late to the game. But even that one, I, I, my whole thought is instead of trying to cast these things so that they fit this pre-built mold, yeah. make a new mold, make a completely don't, new mold. Break don't, it, don't, shatter. Yeah, don't, don't go and do Ghostbusters and I got, I got again. Like, in the original men in black movies, they protect the earth from men in black headquarters in New York. Why do you need an international team for protecting the same planet. Right. You can, I right. know for a fact they have a car that flies and can get to any country. Right. <laughs> like, give me a, like, it just, that, it seems super ham-fisted. You're right. I never and really kind of thought and, of it. And I think it's just something where they they And they're wanna... not shattering the mold, really. You've no. got another white male actor, and it's a female at least, but she's, uh, of, she's not white. I, right. I'm not entirely sure. You know, she's, she's like vaguely mixed. something. I, I, I don't she's know. she's British, yeah. you know, but yeah. like, but that you're the, it's this, you're like, guys, give me a team give right. me some, with some kids or like, it's the same Is she thing really the British? Ghostbusters. I think she's British. Really? She I can see her be. having a British uh, She might accent. not be, though. She's she phenomenal. She was yeah. great in uh, in Thor. Thor Ragnarok. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, she's oh incredible. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. It, but like you said, it's just and you've got Liam. Liam Neeson was in it and he's in a little hot water right now. Yeah. A little, yeah. A little trouble. But um, it's just another older white guy playing the older white guy role from the first movie. Right. Zed's role. Right. Was Rip Torn. R.I.P. There's no I guess my whole thing is there's no reason to uh, to try to squeeze them into that mold. I would have I think this movie would have done well if it wasn't a men in black movie. Just or, make it an interdimensional, you know, yeah. space cadet movie, whatever it is. Like, Put them in space or something. Yeah, make do it, it. more sci-fi. Or if you're going to do it, it, it looked to me from the bits and pieces I saw when they showed like the cute little aliens or the aliens that talk to yeah. Sam's and whatever. I'm like, th- the design is clearly taking after the original movie of the right. franchise, which you're like, okay. But at the same time, it's like, guys, we're going back into such a heavy push for practical effects again. Let's if you're going to do it, let's reboot it. Let's come take it back to make it dark. Yeah. Let's get an R rate. Like, yeah, I want to see the cover of the book, like the original graphic novels or something like that. Like that'd be cool. Sexy and scary and could be violent. And it's like showing a man in black, um, actual man in black agent with a shotgun, not an weapon like oh they've got to deal with date it put it in the 70s or 60s or 80s we or should we should save this till our future the franchise oh yeah okay so yeah, yeah, yeah. so but i guess my my I kind of excited <laughs> my my final thought on that is i can't say too much about it because i haven't seen it i have not seen men in black international uh i yeah, probably won't but i might stream it from what i've from what i've, from what I've seen uh and what i've heard and what I've researched, it just seems like it's flop. It's it's a flop. Yeah, not, they have to. Uh, I think they said right now at the count uh, as of today, they have to make another fifty million worldwide to break even with it. Oof, that's that, which means if it came out weeks ago and they're struggling to break even, you, they're probably not they're, going to. Yeah, it's not going to fifty million. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. They said it was like um, 140 million, but then you have to almost double that for marketing. So, so and before we get to the future of the franchise, I did just want to touch on the video games, um, which there were a few. There were, I think, Hand. like six or seven. <laughs> there was the original Men in Black, the game. There was Men in Black, uh, the series, Men in Black 2, the series, uh, Men in Black. Um, 
Crashdown, Men in Black 2, Alien Escape, and Men in Black Alien Crisis. Which is the um, most recent from 2012. I think it was on Xbox 360 and, and stuff like that. And the thing is, like, some of them looked like they had some promise. But the what it seemed to boil down to, because I watched a lot of gameplay videos. Uh, I wasn't able to get my hands on any physical copies. Sure. But it seemed like the biggest issue was the controls. They built these worlds to be Men in Black worlds, but you couldn't control the character for crap. Yeah. Or, you know, the, were they the, just like side scrollers or uh, some of them were some of them were well, like I mean, uh, 97 was the first movie. They should have been in 3D probably by then. Uh, yeah, just barely. Yeah, just barely. But one of them, I think, might have been for Game Boy Advance. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, or Game Boy Color. That was so what you're it was. Get those, like 32 bit. Yeah. And yeah. there's <clears throat> yeah, there was one for Game Boy Advance as well. It looks okay. like. But the ones that were 3D, though, it looked like um, it looked like the first attempts at a 3D game where the controls are kind of slidey and slippery and the camera doesn't. There's know what no real there's no real point. I, I feel like a lot of these movies, no draw distance. Right. Like you can't see five feet. In front a of you, a lot of these movie video <laughs> games end up being something where it's they're just literally giving you the world to play around in there. And, and they're it. poorly skinning it. I, I think they spend the most money on the actual actors likenesses yeah. and maybe yeah. one voice clip that they stole from the movie. Like if they're allowed that, to, yeah. yeah, if they're allowed to, they burn all their money and they're like, well, this is what we have to produce a game with now. So, I mean, that's honestly, there's, there's not too much to talk. I mean, you know not how really. much I love talking about the video games, but sure. I, uh, so let's get in a little bit to the future of the franchise. Uh, I think there are, a few fronts to consider. Sure. Um, for me, I think out of the future, I would, instead of seeing another movie, and I know I've said this a few times on, on the show before, I would love to see like a Netflix adaptation. Yeah. Serious. Like, and it doesn't have to be like, you know, K and J. No. Have it be a new, you know, like the interns, whatever it have, is. Like they say, K is like a recurring character from the original comic book too. He could be in it, like sure. have K, but not a main character. Just he's like right. a side character. He's yeah. the hard ass, really good agent who right. comes in, right. kind of the mad. He Deus Exes it every now and, and I, then. I think that that would be interesting to watch. And then as far as a video game goes, if you're gonna do a Men in Black video game, even if, I mean, honestly, they could get away with a side scroller, but you have to make these. You you would have to make the levels more interesting than just shooting aliens i don't know what the solution to that is but there'd have to be a dynamic i think an open world game speaking your language would oh yeah uh, would work almost better for it so you can go explore find the aliens and, and an open world gives you the opportunity to not just hunt them but you can do things with them you can see that you could the trap only, them you could work with them you could drive them you could yeah transport or whatever the, the only thing that i see not working about an open world game is you run into the issue of you know, the men in black, what they do is so specific mm-hmm. that I feel like you'd run out of stuff to do. It would become a DC, like DC online type. Of game yeah. Where yeah. it's like everybody can go meet in the men in black headquarters. That's your hub. And then you go out, do a, a go hunting and then right. come back. It would just it would be one of those types. Yeah. Of games. Not yeah. much to it, but an open world nonetheless. Yeah. Or you do a mobile go game. Men in black go. And that'd be that I think would that'd make be, more sense. That would be Harry the Potter way to do it. I think. Yeah. And it's bombing, by the way, the Harry Potter. Oh, movie. is it? Oh, people were waiting on bated breath and it and just they wanted failed. a new Pokemon Go. And well, and the, or happen. or make it like a Fallout uh, shelter yeah. game where you can go and like learn about these new alien species and build out the men in black base. Yeah. And then know? like you can you can trap the aliens or keep them in the print and like the more aliens right. you have or like what are researching or whatever. Yeah, yeah that'd be yeah. fun. 
Yeah. And I think that that would that would open it up too that you could span the multiple decades that the films have spanned, and yeah. you know you can see your agents grow and grow old, and you have to train new ones. That would be ones. a fun video game, even side scroller open world. You have you introduce time travel since that is in the universe yeah. in the franchise. Time travel, but, but if you handled yeah. it as like a Fallout Shelter type thing, just let them cycle through. When they reach a certain age, they're no longer agents; they have to retire, and you have to yeah. send them to the neuralizer room. Yeah, neuralize them, and, and you know whatever blah, blah. it is. Um, yeah. I, I think that that'd probably be. And it's tough because with a series like this that's so pinpoint specific, it's tough to find something that. And it's like it's also I love what they did in 1997, but it also it I feel like it forced an entire design and style and yeah. script writing and character development. It's just they're trapped in it and they've got to if you're going to do another movie or a series, you've got to break that mold. Yeah. Get new direction, get new a new production look. I mean, you can't do much with black suits. Sure. Right. Leave them in that. Of course. I want to see them in black suits, black ties, but, black sunglasses. And, and you know, but I'm a, I'm the aliens f- make them look different, make them look very close, so close to humans that they, you know, right. We don't need, it could be fun to have a few tentacle monsters and stuff. And like yeah. when they take off their faces and stuff, that's fun. But, and I think that yeah. if you take it to, and you know, I'm a huge fan of this anyway, if you take it to that zone of like post-apocalyptic okay. where, you know, it's men in black has fallen. The agency has fallen and, and it's the up rest to, of the world is following yeah, suit. It's, it's up to, you know, this, these two or three people to go on like a last of us style mission. New cadets. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like in where it could be, you encounter an alien once every blue moon, but it's mostly this figuring out what happened, what caused this fall. I would play that as an yeah. open world. That'd be so much It'd fun. It'd be fun neur- neuralizing people to try and return areas to like former, you're like, okay, none of this happened. Rebuild. There was a disaster. Yeah. There. It was a flood. It and wasn't, you, and maybe it wasn't you can, aliens. When you neuralize, oh, this could be fun. When you neuralize, you can travel through the neuralizer and see their past memories yeah. and play through that a little bit. And, and like then erase it. Yeah. Sort of. yeah. Oh, that'd yeah, be so that'd much be really fun. Neat. That'd be neat. I'm or telling you, you, you at least could see the process. Yeah. We need to, this needs to just turn into a show where we come up with awesome video game ideas and pitch them. Because I feel like we got, we've had some pretty good video game well, ideas. I'm waiting. Once they start rolling out, then they'll be really listening to us. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Once we start seeing some of our then ideas we, pop into fruition. Exactly. And if, if you're hearing this, video game designers, yes. just give us a call. We want just like our, we want our 5%, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah a we'll, modest 5%. A modest 5%. Total gross. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but yeah, I mean, and uh, I mean, apart from that, was it, what else do you think you'd want to see from it? <sighs> you that's, know? That's the look of a man who doesn't want to see much. Just, <laughs> I, I really think they need to ditch the old, get with some new. Yeah. But it's just keep some of the fun with it. I, I, I don't know. If you're going to go really dark, go really dark. Right. If you're going to keep it fun, keep it light and fun with talking pugs and stuff. Sure. Frank yeah. Pug, that's a fun character. But there can be poignant or like really dramatic moments, like you said, sad moments. And right. I just think I think there needs to be less of the push for slapstick. Maybe. Maybe yes. that's a good way to put it. Maybe less of a push for slapstick, less of a you have to follow suit in the what all these aliens look like, like the Balchinians. And stuff. Like, that's like yeah. funny, dumb gags. And you're like, OK. Well, and it's yeah, it's hard to avoid that Maybe when you've established that as rain your... it into more practicality. I'd sure. like to see the birth of the men in black, maybe when they yeah. don't, they literally have to use shotguns because we don't have the alien. Right. Yet. We this That'd is our fun. first. We just saw the landing. OK, well, we li- we're now in a shed and we right. have three <laughs> desks. Yeah. Three, eight, what are we doing here? I'd be up for that. the birth of it. Yeah. And then like you then by the end of the movie, you see their first deal to get the fir- the the noisy cricket. Right. Right. That's their first one or um, something like that. 
I mean, and, and you guys, that's that's kind of it for this franchise. There's not this isn't as uh, it's a fresh depth. one. Yeah, it's fresh. And it's uh, I mean, it's only 29 years old. Yeah, it's younger than I am. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, but even so, I mean, there's with what they've done, it is a little bit more of a, for lack of a better term, a surface level type franchise. I think there's not a whole lot going on well, behind it. It's interesting, too. In the 90s, it, it, there was a real push for that. Yeah. You know, you don't trust the government. Yeah, there was this that was a big it was a big like kind of theme. And so you've got this. It's a kind of an interesting look, even though they're not run by the government. You're actually getting to see something that there's, you know, people start when you don't trust the government, you start coming up with a bunch of conspiracy theories about it. Right. Like, oh, there are these G men. There are these men in black who handle these. So it's kind of born out of yeah a necessity for it, I guess. And like a confusion about the time, a big punk renaissance. Like it was. Yeah. This, yeah. We don't trust the government. How can we trust anything else? This my neighbor could be an alien. So. Yeah. And my, uh, I guess my final thought that I want to share with you guys is as we're going into these upcoming weeks, uh, drop us an email. Let us yeah. know what franchises you guys want to see covered and uh, we'll cover them. And ideas we, for future. We That's, you know, futures of the franchise. That's like yeah. you said, it's one of my favorite parts of the, the, one of my favorite segments. So send us your ideas too. What yeah. you, maybe we inspired you and you're like, oh, this would be great for a game. Yeah, because I mean, and our whole point with this is like, we just love geeking out about this stuff. So we would love to hear what you guys have to say. It's always going to be coming at us. These franchises right. don't end. It's always they don't. Daunting. Yeah, Star Wars will always be knocking yeah. on our door. Yeah. I don't care who, if it, they could all bomb. They all, move, those movies have bombed and they're still and they're juggernauts. Still just well, yeah. not bombed, not critically bombed, but like financially, it's just they're doing just fine. You can't just stop fine. It, yeah? Um, but yeah, Men in Black, it's an interesting one. So, and, yeah, let uh, us know about your thoughts. And if you want to check us out on Instagram, uh, we have our Franchise Unpacked Instagram at Franchise Unpacked. You can find me on Instagram at the Zach Rogers. And you can find me at the Dave of Wonders. And I think that's it. I think that's it. Cool. Well, I have to go edit this in like 20 minutes yeah. so that we can get it out in time for you guys tomorrow morning. But we love you guys. We love you nerds. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. The next franchise we'll be unpacking is Call of Duty. But in the meantime, feel free to drop us a line with any questions, comments, or future episodes at franchiseunpacked at gmail.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. And be sure to share so we can keep these episodes coming your way. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.